0: Okay, with the filmmaking team of The Guardians, uh, winner of Best Direction at the Black and White Film Festival, Laurel Chartan-Delvallais is our director, and Charlene Royer is the writer and producer. How's it going, guys? You guys are outside Montreal?
1: Right now, we're on vacation in Montreal, but we are originally from Vancouver. Yeah. So, yeah, we're on vacation
0: right now. Oh, great. Well, thanks for doing this on your vacation. So, The Guardians, first question, because it's obviously a black and white uh, festival, was it always intended to be in black and white, the film?
1: Yes, yes, It yes. was always a vision that we kind of had in mind to, to do at some point because it's, it's, it's uh, yeah, so it was a vision and I love black and white, so, and it make it different than always color, color, color.
2: We felt color. that it would enhance the story better as well. And, and with the, the small amount of visual effects that we put into the film, it just made it pop even better.
0: Is it fair to say that it's like a sci-fi noir? Definitely. Yeah. So the first okay. So so tell us about the seed of this idea. So uh, Charlene, you uh, you guys both wrote the screenplay together.
1: Yes, yes. I, I wrote the, the 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 story, but he wrote the script and he uh, because I'm French originally, so he helped me out also to put it in the proper English. <laughs> <laughs> so I always been attracted to uh, you know the sci-fi ufos and the conspiracy theories a little bit and because i always find there's a little bit of truth you know it's a it's a great medium to to tell ideas and what you think without be, you know without being categorized uh, you know you can experiment better with that and it was always because my parent also i grew up in an environment where they were always Read books about you know ufos or um the energy of pyramids or you know, things like that so it's i'm a curious person let's put it that way
0: so give the people a backstory the film is about an investigated journalist who tries to warn the world that there's an existence of an alien race that's going to destroy humankind so yeah. he, he kind of sees visions that other people don't see do you believe yeah. that this type of person exists or maybe you're one of them i don't know
1: I you know what, to be honest, everything is possible. I never eliminate any possibility. What if? It's always my question. Because it's, it cannot be, we cannot just be alone in the world. For me, with the amount of star and, and the universe and galaxies and stuff, it'd be pretty arrogant for a human being to think that we're all alone. So yeah, yeah why not?
0: but specifically the character like this person who sees visions who like who kind of has this this kind of like uh psychic ability i guess
1: yeah but to be honest it's like it came it came up because I, i i came across a story about serge Manasse. he was a investigative journalist in quebec who was denouncing a bunch of things that people thought he was crazy but today they kind of being end up being a reality but the, uh, so michael is kind of based on serge monasse so yeah i got inspired by by that that real character and from there we kind of you know Put together a story and put our own flavor in it and and take on it but it, it, it at some point there is a touch of reality because it's based on on this this individual yeah like so the you give an example
0: Hershey. of like what he knew like that we didn't like he was projecting like what was like what was he projecting that well
1: he was he was saying basically there is a the, the government that we see right now is not really them who are like in control. There is other uh, uh, entity and agency who are in, in the shadow dictating all the regulation and the rule and, you know, and it apply on pharma or, um, you know, economical or it's basically we're not deciding this. That was a stake. This is what he was sharing with people. Okay. And yeah. Um, it goes further than that. You can you can look it up because it's a we can have hours to talk sure. about. Yeah. But but it was very to me it inspired me because it put it, it it forced me to think, what if you know, question things, have a critical thinking, you know, don't just take what we give you for the answer. So what if? And I think somehow it was just our take to make people think and be open-minded and, 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 and be flexible and, and just question things and go, what if, you know, what if there's a lot about our old history and past that we don't know? So, and okay. Yeah.
0: So you're, uh, is the, the, the actor in question, he was the, the actor from from the TV show back in the 70s? Yes, yeah. yes. But is that's her friend. Yeah. <laughs> Willie
2: Ames is a, an old buddy of mine and uh, yeah he was originally known for eight is enough
0: yeah
2: i was in charge and he's done a million other things Charles in so charge, yeah. well. but uh yeah he's he's a good friend of mine and and we we weren't doing anything at the time and we had we had previously directed a couple of commercials together so um, i asked him if he wanted to come and play this character and and uh, charlene was excited to have him so we we got him to come on board and and have a little fun with us
0: so, because he, he he never really played a role like this, he's sort of typecast, like, by kind of playing the the kind of, in Charles in Charge, he was kind of a bumbling fool. And then, like, I guess he was, like, almost the same kind of tone in Eight is Enough. So, this is kind of a different kind of tone that he's usually plays as a as an actor, I guess, right?
2: Yeah, he's a, he's an amazing actor. He's got an incredible range, yeah. and uh, he just hasn't been given the opportunities. And I, I, I also cast him in a Western previously. And... He he played an incredible sheriff, alcoholic, uh, you know, single father raising his daughter in the old west, and it, it was it was a great role for him, and and he has the range and ability. And oh yeah, you know, he can really surprise you. It's really great.
1: He, there's nothing he hasn't done in his life. Mm-hmm. He done everything. He knows everything. He's, he's super cultivated. It, it it was amazing working with with him.
2: He's got so much life experience to draw from. Oh. He's got it. He's got a toolbox that just never quits. <laughs> Yeah.
0: yeah well he's been working he's been acting since he was a kid right he's a child actor right so and you work with scott bale who kind of went to crazy town a little bit does he have any scott bale stories but without throwing one throwing like
1: <laughs> someone under the
2: bus <laughs> he, he tries to stay away from those
0: he tries to stay away from them like because that's con- that's news that's controversy i, guess. I that makes i yeah i had to ask i was just curious right so so okay, so yeah, it's so a really great performance. Like kind of like always on 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 intent. Like always on his toes. Always kind of in that paranoia kind of vibe. I guess right. Not every actor c- can do that. And so tell me about okay. So tell me about your directing style. Did you because the first the first minute of the film is really like, it's like a night nice, beautiful sound design. Kind of someone walking into kind of into uh into the screen. So was that always like your intention to start off the film? Was that in the
2: script? No, that that was an idea that we had together after uh, we were almost done uh, editing, and then we knew we needed something really to pop to get the opening, and we wanted something a little more mystical, a little more, you know, in the shadows, so to speak. And where is this coming from? And and so then we actually went and did another little day of photography in a studio, and and did all that imagery where she's coming out of the light, and that was that was her thought process was always that she was coming out of the light. And, uh, and the vision started to come clear.
1: And, and, and also, because I function with vision in my mind, and he all, he's always good, we bounce to, to off each other, and he's good with uh, make it a reality of mm-hmm. what is in there. And also, a, a little sidebar, if I can put it that way, I grew up in a place called Mont Saint-Silaire, which is known for um, the medical thing about UFO and things like that so I want it to be how can I say that I want it to be like a, you're not sure if it's reality or you're not sure if it was was just a dream that he had you know like just like
2: yeah. what
1: was it and uh,
2: so that opening is very dreamy until you see her face clearly and then, yeah. then you realize that there's a character a real character behind it
0: you know it definitely sets the tone of the film and like the sound design kind of is the key to that scene. Right. Because we're yeah. like it's like we're getting everything but nothing at the same time. Like it's like what is like what is happening here? There's there's so much information, so much noise coming our way, I guess. Right. As an audience.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like, you know, when you dream or you have those paranormal experience in your dream, it, there's, it's a, it's, sensorial, if I may say in French. It's, it's all about your senses, you know. So we wanted to, to, the audience to feel like they were in that state. Yeah. You know. So you don't give too much with words. It's just like the sound and the experience of being in there. That's what movie is all about. It's make you live with through the image, without saying too much what's going on. So the sound was kind of.
2: There's, there's a real fine balance there because we're doing a film so you have to give the audience a visual yeah If you give them too much visual then they're paying attention to the visual but we needed them to pay attention to to willie talking on the answering machine mm-hmm. and the information that he was giving there because yeah. it's such a short film we didn't have time to to give that throughout the film so that was set it off from the start yeah. and you're you're just watching this come through but you're soaking in all the the yeah. audio you know the
0: I, I like to call it emotional exposition like you're you need you're telling the audience what they need to know but you're doing it in a in kind of an, in an interesting way without kind of like pandering the audience where like there's a phone call hey let me tell you what we need to know you know what I mean yeah. it's a visual kind of experience right yeah. to, to tell the audience what they need to know
1: Yeah yeah so and and also we're not going to lie there was a budgeting issue sure. <laughs> so we need to find solution Of
2: course yeah.
1: That's where this one is super
0: yeah. good at, <laughs> <Yeah>. Mr. <laughs> Results. Okay. So let me. So in the film, okay, after that moment, this film starts. You can see your main character. The kind of camera is kind of from the point of view of like someone is at, like someone is spying on him or someone is after him, and we have this 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 change. But from the audience point of view, we don't know if he's crazy or if we believe him right so we're like on our toes that's a tone issue right like because you could you could have directed it like we're with him all the way or you could have directed them that but you kind of put in the middle where like we have to decide as an audience i guess right
2: yeah and see that's where willie really came in with his his range is that he helped us believe that maybe he even thought he was crazy you know what i mean so as an audience you're questioning it but he's questioning it too so you just don't know which way to go until it finally becomes a reality and you, you can see that, oh, this, this is really going on.
1: And, and we had a little technical thing that we wanted to come across. It was with the image to show that, you know, whenever we are with Willie, we see Willie see them. But whenever we are outside of, let's say, the car, we see what the real people will see. So that, that so you can see the difference, like is he mm-hmm. crazy or not? So we, we were trying hard to make it what people see really and what he's seeing
0: yeah.
1: back and forth. And that's where the sound editing come and, and, and support into that. Because if you realize that, that if you, you notice when he is in the car, you have the music and the sound that is different. And when we are outside in the car, when you do the car chase, the sound editing and, and the music and the background is different. It's like the real life, right? Yeah. So that we, we, we discussed about it and it was, it was, we, we had to. <laughs>
2: she, she was lucky to get a, a good friend of hers on board, Paul Baraka, who did an incredible job with yeah. the, the sound and the music. I was just
0: gonna, like we have, we talked about it twice now, so we have to like shout out to that because it's a really good job. The sound design yeah. is a really good job, so.
2: You oh, did a beautiful job on the end title sequences. Yeah. He did our visual effects as well, so he was uh, he was definitely hands on all the way through. You,
1: you have a lot of Ian Jewel in in Quebec with uh, guys who do it all one shop. You know, they, they understand the sound, you understand the editing because
0: yeah.
1: he, he he do music as well, and uh, yeah, it's, it's it's just through the through the years they all come from music videos and commercial, and then they just evolve, right? And and because you have the limitation of uh, of the budget, so you have no choice to learn how to do it all. Yeah. And also, he was very aware because that was important for us mm-hmm. when we pick pick someone to work with us. They understand the universe. If it was a, he, he understand the universe of uh, of uh, the Anunnaki, the UFO, the ancient history. He understand that, so he was able he was able to help us to bring that vision onto onto the screen.
0: Mm-hmm. So the first, like, so we like, it's like almost like a four minute chase sequence, right? Starts in the, when he's walking in the parking garage, there's something always creepy about a parking garage, (laughs) especially in black and white. No, it's like, you know what I mean? And he's kind of sees these people uh, following him and then he gets in the car and then there's a, there's this chase sequence. How did you do the chase sequences? You just like, I'm sure that you didn't have like permits for the whole city. Did you kind of like
1: yep that's you that's on you <laughs> explain
2: well we we both come from a stunt background so um you know I've been directing for a few years now but I, I also still do stunts and stunt coordinating so I've got a lot of friends uh, that will jump on board and they just want to come out and have fun so we got uh, 10 people with their cars together and and uh, Willie's Willie's very adapted action as well himself so he drove his own car and then we had some stunt guys chasing him and,
1: we'll and have our so own we, we we
2: basically we had walkies and we we took over the street on a Sunday afternoon when there was no traffic coming and we okay you guys all set? we had them in place and action and we had already choreographed with toy cars our, our chase sequence and then we would take it till we got off the road and then let traffic go and and then and then we'd reset and when the traffic was clear again nobody's coming because it was again it was a sunday afternoon so for minutes at a time you wouldn't see cars on the street then we'd take off and do it again so it was very guerrilla shooting and then the second part of the chase sequence was out in a a rural area near a a place where industrial area where uh, we borrowed some of our picture cars from from one of our guys in the business your gotcha. uh, cars west, Tom Katanic. So we were doing it all around there in that neighborhood. So there's nobody there, especially on a Sunday. It's an industrial area, so it was all shut down. So we had the run of the place. So, yeah, we got lucky on, on a couple of occasions. And,
1: and look fast, but we were not going that fast. No, this is well, the magic. He knows
0: what he's doing. Uh, according to IMDB, to give people a background, you have 299 stunt credits. <laughs> <laughs> so it seems like you've worked on some shows, worked on some, some, some movies and TV shows.
2: A couple, a couple, two or three, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so you know what you're doing. But that's the amazing thing about it, because I'm sure obviously some big films that you've worked on, like Last Samurai t- to name like the DC Legends of Tomorrow. Those are some pretty big budget films. So I'm sure that everything's very careful. Everything's like shut down. You got like ADs all over the place with with uh, with like shutting down the area. Everything's very safe. And not to say that yours isn't safe, but also, but at the same time, you kind of know what you can get away with when you don't have that much of a budget, I guess, right?
1: Exactly. Well, we exactly. definitely know how to make
2: it safe, so we just uh, we just took our time and, and did it when it was safe to do so. And
1: yeah, what was exactly, yeah. the speed was like traffic speed, and we all have had walkies, and we knew we knew what to do. And uh, example, when they bump to each other, if you notice, then the car never really touched. We just pretend, and you have sure. the sound. Yeah. Right so it's it's all coming out of this head. <laughs> yeah, you know, you get a,
2: a good realistic reaction from your actors inside the car and Josh Nepper was our DP and our main camera operator and he was in the back seat and you know, he was keeping it alive with the handheld camera and everything like that. So he's done a lot of action as well. So it was it was it was a good collaboration by everybody involved. Yeah,
1: and it was all about fun and one, one thing I want to on the um highlight is we shot all that in 2 days the whole movie we shot it in 2 days it was actually the first production that took longer but the whole shooting we were we were organized if you are if you're prepping and you are organized you are able to do like magic and and, and miracles as long as you're organized
0: yeah totally so okay then then let's so we did a four minute sequence then obviously we get to some fighting right some really cool camera work you got going so obviously you got some some cgi or some visual effects with the eyes and then and then we get into like okay maybe he's he's on the up and up maybe we believe him and then there's like this this badass girl comes out of the car and then there's like a fight sequence right so you you did you say you did this in two days so that's there's a lot of choreography going on with, it wasn't just two people fighting, it's a bunch of people fighting, right? So yeah. I'm sure these were your friends who were part of this project.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we had a bunch of stunt guys and and uh, we had choreographed for two days in, uh, in the dojo of one of the guys. He has a karate dojo. So we had the, the area there and choreographed it all. And then once we hit the street on the day that we we're filming, we we're, you know, 100% ready to go. And she comes sliding up in the car and jumps out and kicks butt. You know, so it was... Turned out great. And Josh, like I said, has done a lot of action. So him and um, Jenny there, she's a stunt woman, but also a camera operator. So they all knew how to dance with the fighters. So it was really good. We could get them right in there with the camera and keep it all going 100 miles an hour
1: yeah and sometimes I was going like uh, for example one of the players some guy home of the I was going mm. to his place on his lunch hour and rehearsed my bit with him and then <laughs> you know we all give our time but on the day it was like boom
0: so who's so, the badass actor that uh played the role
1: oh female uh, female oh <laughs> I guess it will be me
0: yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> I just want to point that out because people will watch the film like you're you're uh, you're very good. Like, so obviously, you work in. I'm assuming you work in stunts in the industry.
1: Yes, I, I don't have as much credit, but I have a lot of credit like like, you know, on IMDb, I started like in 1999 doing yeah. stunts and uh, and I started at age of nine to be like as an actress. So it's been a very long time I in the movie industry. That's all I know for work. And uh, it, it, I've been, like, modeling, I've been dancing, I've, you know, acting. And then my life changed in 1999 when I started working and doubling Rosario Dawson. And then and so on, double, I double Ali Berry, I, I double Zoe Zaldana. So I have a lot under my belt, but we met 11 years ago, not for work. It was a personal thing, but obviously, you know, lucky for us, our passion came together and it kind of... come complete you know it, it was yeah so but I, I'm, I i I think being able to be an actor and do stunts it goes together because then your punch or your your fight really means something you're going to put the emotion that goes with it so, so i'm
0: assuming you guys met on set somewhere no. no no oh no okay
1: not even it was outside through a friend so yeah
2: we just met through a personal friend of hers Somebody that I was intending to work with introduced us, and, and so yeah. Gotcha. So, so yeah, the character
1: And because of this guy.
0: <laughs> so there, it's interesting that there's that this fight sequence, right? Because there's one certain sides, but then your 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 main character, is obviously not a fighter. He's like, he's the the one with the information, but he's the kind of guy that he's like, he's a lover, not a fighter. I guess you would say, right? So
1: yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, and as you can see in the in, during the fight, he's doing everything he can to hang on to the information that he's trying to get. Yeah, out
0: exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so he's kind of like a, he's standing off into the side while there's people are fighting for him. I guess right. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: And of course, Willie was great with the the holy shit looks of uh, wow, look what she's doing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: The
0: the there's that the interesting scene in the end where the the, the blood like well, I'm not giving too much away, but there's the blood coming from the nose. That's a pretty good effect. Like whoever did that, uh, your makeup person. That's a really good effect.
1: And that's Willie again. <laughs> All we, we did is we borrow a little, a little bottle of blood, right? Uh, fake blood. Yeah. And Willie really got experience. We're not gonna, you know, throw it. It's <laughs> life. Let's yeah. put it that way. It's old life. It's not a secret. So uh, he, 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 he was able to hold the blood in his nose and then let it go when it was time. Gotcha.
0: Good job.
2: Well, <laughs> yeah, we'd, we'd roll camera and put the blood up there and uh, get him in position with his eyes closed and ready and everything like that. And and all of a sudden it would just start to trickle out magically. And I'm like, how do you do that? I, I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> don't even ask. It's from, from years past, other experiences.
0: <laughs> gotcha. So we want people to stay tuned for the uh, the extra, like the, the end credits, because it's pretty spectacular something you never really like i've seen i see thousands, thousands of uh short films a year and i never really this is probably the best closing sequence i've ever seen in a short film so it's 2 minutes long but it's worth watching it's like people have to stay by so tell me about the the concepts like I'm, I'm i'm assuming everything obviously everything was done in in post production like what would the like what was the the what was the, the reason why this this amazing ending sequence you had
1: it is it's just like it's uh I, I just believe that everything from the beginning from the end should keep your attention, right? Mm-hmm. And and also it's it's this is where Paul Baraka come into play as well, because like, like I said, he understands the whole world. We can spend hours talking about that universe, him and I.
2: Yeah. The, the Anunnaki blue is a, is, is, there, is a color.
1: This is what we're a- going to Yeah. Ask. And
2: he knew that the first time we talked to him and then she got excited. Oh, you know, oh, you read this. You understand. So,
1: so, so he said, he said, trust me on that one. Let me try something for the hand credit. And also we both love a little bit of a, a stranger thing so we wanted to have a little bit of that flame yeah. the music and and we're and we both from the best my teenage year was in the 80s so you know there's there's yeah. a lot you know related with emotion and excitement and 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 what we knew it was it was a, a, the result of a brain a afternoon of brainstorming and bouncing off each other you know
0: so. Is it safe to say that there's, this is like almost like a proof of concept. There's like a bigger idea here. There's a feature yes. film idea here. Yes.
1: Okay. Yes. Yes.
0: Because that's how it's, it feels like that when you're, when you're setting it up, it's like we we got a slice of like a, this amazing feature film that could be, I guess, right? Exactly. Yes,
1: because I wanted the, well, we wanted the, the idea was like, okay, let's do a piece right now. And then when we have time, we do another piece so it can be, sequel after you know after sequel and you get the piece of the story as you go along you know so and to, that's why the cliffhanger at the end yeah. you don't know too yeah <laughs> so is there any,
0: any motion with uh making turn this into a feature any like progress
1: uh i have to admit i've been a little bit lazy on that but uh it's it's in my mind uh because we already you know um my step is like, uh, we already like to create a company together and to do more on the logo and all. So basically, um, it w- it, we will have any progress being done in the near future. We just,
2: in, in between time, while this was getting out there, we've acquired a bunch of other projects. So yeah. kind of like something jumps in front, you got to go with what's uh, on the front burner. 100%. Yeah. because
1: we continue in work we just finished a project called shogun so for a year so it kind of <laughs> was kind of the priority
0: <laughs> so what did you guys think about the audience we sent the audience feedback video to you what did you guys think about the video that we sent you
1: i was surprised i i i didn't ex- to be honest when we i sent that out you know and i didn't expect anything and then i was like oh wow i was surprised people cut. Got- cut on the idea and I'm like really okay wow so I guess the message was clear enough you know because sometimes you're not you don't have any guarantee that people will perceive what you try to to you know
2: it was interesting because some of them said, "If, like you said, it felt like a slice of a yeah. feature film yeah, and it, it felt higher budget than, than what a lot of short films are. And then, and then someone else had mentioned that it felt almost like it was a TV series. So we've toyed with the idea. Originally, the original idea was let's make a feature. And then, then we, once we did this, we thought, well, maybe webisode would be kind of cool because yeah. we could do, Uh, 10 minute slices and and go all the way through the whole feature that way but so we haven't determined exactly which way we're going to go with yet and it's really going to come down to our time and and availability of when we can place it in the uh, in the scheme of things in our life.
0: Cause it's interesting because you got Willie Ames as your as your lead, right? And people love, especially Hollywood, they love this like not not to say that he hasn't had a good career, but they love that kind of redemption story, right? Like, remember this guy? Remember this child actor from yes. Days Enough and Charles in Charge? And now look at the role he's playing now, right? Like, that's like I can sell that as a publicist. I can sell that 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 your your idea. And it's so well directed too, it's like a really well put together film. I can see it as a series and as a film too, right? So.
1: Yeah, yeah, the, 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 it, 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 it could be a great, uh, like we say, a, a great uh, pitch pilot or I, I forgot the yeah. name, I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, proof of concept for sure. Yeah, did you also
0: direct uh, Rambo first P?
2: Yeah, <laughs> Rumbo, yeah. So one of, yeah
0: one of our sister festivals uh, showed that film so I've seen it so it's like really different film that you've made as a director <laughs> well, Talk yeah. about two different types of film some of of course there's action in common right but other than that it's like a pure parody comedy and then this is like a really intense kind of like thriller I guess right
2: yeah Rumbo First P was a um, an exercise for me in the in the sense that uh, I have an action comedy film coming up to direct.
0: I lost you here
2: and I've never I've done tons of action but I've never done com- gotcha how many so I
1: at first, we were crossing Vancouver. We were crossing Canada, and I couldn't pee anywhere, and I was bitching. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we thought at some point I will turn like. Ah!
2: She she got back in the jeep and slammed the door, and they wouldn't let her use the bathroom. At oh God, that's the seed of the idea. Yeah, yeah, and then and then I said, oh wow, you're gonna go Rambo on their ass one of these days, and then bing, the light bulb went on, and that is awesome. I love that. That is so
0: good, because yeah, during the COVID era, nobody wanted like. Yeah. That's a good that's great. Yeah.
2: So then I, I found Justine Warrington. Uh we had worked together on a, a Mel Gibson movie called Dragged Across Concrete. And so I asked her if she wanted to play it. When she read the script, she was like, Oh my God, I still want to do this. So yeah, yeah we had a lot of fun. It was it was just pure fun. You know, we shot it in hope and we shot it in the same places that we did. They did Rambo. Rambo, yeah. So it was it was really cool. And I matched it frame for frame and all that kind of stuff. And everybody so, yeah. let you. Yeah. use
1: the facility for free because they were excited yeah yeah no problem even the rcmp yeah no problem
0: <laughs> no because it was because like someone like myself from the generation i've of course seen the movie so i was like watching it from a second level but then it also still works if you haven't seen the franchise as well i guess right that's that was yeah. a nice balance so yeah. but of course it's extra fun if you're from a certain generation you've seen those movies right
1: yeah yeah
0: well, you guys are very talented. It's congratulations. I wish you the best with this film. It's very, uh, we're honored to show it. And I wish you the best with your uh, careers. It seems like you're uh, moving on to directing, and creating, and I'm sure you have your your other job doing uh, stunts because you were well established there, but hope you guys can make more films. And uh, well, maybe we'll talk again when you make your next film.
1: Well, thank you very much for having us. and. Thank you for doing that festival, because it gave a platform to people like us, and it, it encouraged us. So really, really, really thank you for doing this. Greatly appreciate it. Thank you.
2: <laughs> thank you. Glad you, you enjoyed it.
1: Yeah. One, two, three, four, five,
2: six, seven, eight. Schlemiel, Hudson Incorporated. We're going to do it. Give us any chance, we'll take